So we're all we're all synced now, and this is yes, I think so. This is Sam and Maggie hate Glee. Welcome, welcome to this podcast where it's usually just me <laughs> and my brother Sam doing doing recaps of Glee because we're rewatching <laughs> the whole thing and it's terrible and yes. we hate it. Yes, and that's but the premise. This week, I'm Sam. By the way, that was Maggie who was just talking. This week. We've we've invited some guests as we as we said we, we were going to last week. We've we've invited some guests to join us to talk about this episode, which is um, before we introduce the guests. Just to clarify, it's episode thirteen of season three, Heart, and it's it, the Valentine's Day episode. Yep. So along those lines, guests. I guess we can, let, let's let's make it easier on ourselves. Let's start with Chris, and then we'll move to Devin. Okay. Am I supposed to introduce yes. myself? Yes. Sorry, I please. Sorry. When I, I said let's you were start be like, with Chris. Okay, I am and Chris. Should I what should I do? That's I think that's good. And <laughs> Oh my god. Okay. Hello everybody. <laughs> and I'm Devin. And the reason we've invited them is because they are our significant others in this Yeah, respective partners. Yes. So it's for the Valentine's Day episode, and that's how it's going to be. Well, they're, they're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna do it. It's just I want to yeah. get through the, I want to get through the crap we talked about at the beginning, and then we can really get into this. Um, so along with being a Valentine's Day episode, it aired on Valentine's Day in 2012, February 14th. Well done. Yeah, and I it feel had, like if oh. you were watching it on Valentine's Day, though, that would be kind of a bummer, huh? <laughs> Oh, I think I probably did. What a great... Yeah, I, I I remember this episode, too. I feel like I watched it then. What a great Valentine's Day date. Let's watch Glee together. Yay! <laughs> I guess to be fair, we all kind of did this, so, so we can't talk. <laughs> but it has... Uh, g- oh. Yeah, hit us with the stats. Yeah, it had 6.99 million viewers, which is down from last mm. week's 7.81 million, which is kind of a shame let's be real yeah well i mean the spanish teacher is a good episode because it makes will look like shit uh but and we love those episodes (laughs) i think this one is better than that one yeah um maggie who directed this episode so it was directed by brad falchuk uh mr goop himself and written again by ali adler prominent prominent hollywood lesbian i mean yeah anytime anytime a non- showrunner picks up that pen i'm so in also anytime a non-dude that's nice because uh there are very few yeah um but that's that's the stats about this episode Uh, and i'm just ready to get right into it there's no recap so there doesn't need to be a recap for us either uh we're they're gonna be doing greatest love songs this week in glee club uh which will already has written up on the board because he just comes in and hearts draws a heart around it yeah i mean it's very reminiscent of previous valentine's day episodes where yes. will is like hey i'm gonna foster the sense of heteronormative love for all of my students because i'm cupid yeah um, he also says love in like probably the worst way i've heard anyone say it <laughs> in my entire life 
Well, can you do an impression for us so that we can uh, taste? I think I think it's something like he comes in and he's like to today or this week we're singing about love and it's like it's like really it's like really bad also because like Britanna are being really cute and then he just like walks in and like is gross and I yeah (laughs) will ever the buzzkill for sure yeah my biggest qualm with this scene is he tells everybody they're going to be singing the world's greatest love songs and then the episode continues and they do not do that no (laughs) Well, so uh, fun. This is a fun trope of Glee. The reason they're singing these world's greatest love songs is because they're going to serenade people for money because they don't have enough to go to sectionals. Which everyone is like, no, absolutely not. We will not be doing that. The last time we caroled, they threw food at us. And shoes, which, okay, excuse me. Santana (laughs) almost got suspended for slapping Finn, but people are just throwing shoes at the glee club and that's not gonna like interfere with the zero tolerance <laughs> policy excuse me well the shoes best aren't a weapon only, best, only fists and hands the, the best part about that is that a teacher is the one who threw a shoe at them not even a student it was mm. a legit teacher that threw a shoe at them <laughs> it's not good it's not, it's uh, not right. and then so this talk is cut off by sugar being like money's no sweat let me give you a shit ton of money from my purse that i'm just carrying around she's also it's wearing like a like, big stack something really whack on her head like i don't know what it is i don't know how to describe it like it's sort of a headband but i also am not really comfortable <laughs> calling it a headband it's it's a it, lot. is this where she's wearing the huge bow is it like yeah, the, yeah. the bow that goes all the way around her head because i sort of loved it you make <laughs> sugar's a- outfits in this episode are perfect everything she wears is completely whack i don't <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's true my, my favorite thing about this mostly this whole episode is there's a line near the end where sugar tells us my dad is not in the mafia but this whole episode just screams sugar's dad is in the mafia and i it's mean great. i love the idea that the new directions are being um funded by the mob i'm sort of about that <laughs> yeah that's yeah. good but yeah, so Sugar is having a no singles allowed Valentine's Day party. Um, well, first she does have surprises for everyone. She like gives gifts to everyone. Well, um, and, and Artie's is in the trash. Yeah, which is going to be a recurring gag. Which, like, I, I guess it's it's like the least harmful ableist joke maybe so far because the, the joke is that she hid the like gift cards or whatever under everyone's chairs but since Artie's in a wheelchair his chair keeps moving around so she put it's, it in the trash it's not gift cards it's chocolate because we see puck cover- <laughs> with his face covered in chocolate well that's right <laughs> like comically covered okay. in chocolate I also want to point out that she asks Rachel for a drum roll, and Rachel doesn't know that drum rolls no. are on the snare, apparently, which just seems, like, really out of character for me. Like, Rachel's, like, in showbiz. Like, she knows what a drum roll is. I don't understand why she, like, hits the toms, like, the most depressing doesn't drums she do, you like, can hit. Doesn't she do, like, a ba-dum-ch kind of situation? Yeah, no, she definitely does, like, the joke, yeah. like, the joke sound. But, like, that's also not on the toms. That's also on the snares. So. I mean, it's def- but it's definitely not a drum roll either. Like, it's no, just it, wrong. It's Which, nothing. I mean, to be fair, this is the same character who, when they went to New York, bought tickets yeah, from the homeless yeah, person. Yeah, yeah, cats. 
<laughs> for the most popular uh, puppet show ever. She doesn't know anything. She she acts like she seems to know all these things. I don't think she actually does, honestly, yeah. at this point. Uh. Well, seeing her dads, I can understand her like trying to be cool and fit in by just agreeing. <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah. So Sugar announces her party that she's going to be having for Valentine's Day at uh. Breadsticks renamed the Sugar Shack, and mm. it's date it. mandatory. You have to bring a date. Okay, well, just but we're gonna get there. But there are people at this event that don't have dates, right? Yeah. Like, well, so, then there's Puck who has like ten. <laughs> maybe he just yeah, shared his. Maybe this was just this was all just a ruse for Sugar to have somebody like seduce her suitors. Oh, it absolutely is. But I'm into it. You know what I mean? Like, she just goes for yeah. it. She's like, it's Valentine's Day. I'm having a party. Um, all of you should want to take me. So do your best. Well, and to be fair, it does engender a very masculine competition to seduce sugar. Yeah. Um, a, a heated battle <laughs> between two suitors. Two so, of the most creepy suitors. <laughs> the next scene is great. We open on the auditorium. Finchel are coming from opposite sides, saying that they both got texts from Mandy Patinkin to come <laughs> to the auditorium. Okay, do y'all do y'all know who Mandy Patinkin is? <laughs> yes, he's a Nigo Montoya. Yeah, I feel like Rachel probably knows him from his uh, role in musicals, such as Sunday in the Park with George. And mm-hmm. Finn probably knows him from Princess Bride. So I think that they really chose the right person to, like, sort of meet <laughs> both their the interests. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, and we so find good. out who the catfishers are. Um, it's Rachel's dads, who are not the dads that we see in the picture from the pilot. Um, it's no. Ge- uh, Jeff Goldblum and Brian Stokes Mitchell. Or Jeff Goldblum and not Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> Yeah, sort of. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so, I mean, I'm not that upset about the fact that it's not the people from the pilot. Because the people from the pilot was was an explicit joke about race. and like About how one of Rachel's dads was, like, much more darker skinned than she was. Yes. Yes. But, I I mean, it's Jeff Goldblum. Like, what can we say? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think think the casting is honestly perfect. I love it. Um, but so they seem to approve of this wedding. They are very yeah, into they, it. Well, they make a very grand entrance. Um, Leroy is sitting on a piano and Hiram, Jeff Goldblum, is playing it. And they are pushed out onto the stage by like a variety of stage hands. Um, <laughs> it's cute. I love it. And they're singing Chapel of Love. Um, honestly, it's adorable. <laughs> I mean, you're right, though, about the thing with Rachel. This really explains a lot about Rachel and, like, Doesn't who it? she is. So, like, yeah. Which just means that they wrote these characters surprisingly well. <laughs> well, it also means Jeff Goldblum and Brian Stokes Mitchell are maybe just good actors. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, perfect casting. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the Hummels spilled the beans uh, and the berries know about the wedding. They go on sort of a tangent about some Tony Danza ice fishing dreams um, that Leroy has been having. Because Hiram is like, you know, the divorce rate is this high. And you know who just got divorced? Tony Danza. You should go ice fishing with him. He also um, points out, though, that uh, Liza and Barbara both got divorced young. Yes. 
which is the first hint that uh, he's not being entirely truthful in his enthusiasm. Yeah, it's one of the things, like, I remember watch. I've watched this episode way in the past, like, yeah. when it was back. And, like, I did remember, like, while we were watching this episode, I was like, something's off here. Like, this is this is not real. Like, it yeah. can't be. <laughs> so they're, uh, they're a little too enthusiastic to be genuine. It's well, true. And I think, honestly, for the time period, it could be explained as, like, Gay people are just so enthusiastic yeah, just, about yeah, shit. Yeah, flamboyance. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Hiram passes, like, has a little notebook with a like these sort of uh, divorce rate notes and stuff, and then he passes like this big stack of wedding magazines to Rachel, and Hiram's just like, uh, "It's great, I love it." Um, yes. they are planning a big family dinner at the Barry household with the Hummels. Uh, it's got to be good, right? Yeah. I mean, it's... Yep. Yeah. And Finn is uncomfortable for yeah, pretty much this scene, whole episode anyway. But, like, yeah. The scene ends with Finn being very uncomfortable as the Roy playfully hits him a few times. <laughs> <laughs> like, everyone's just smiling, and Leroy's just like, I'm just going to hit you with this notebook four times. <laughs> I liked it. It's great. Yes. Um. So then the next scene, we're getting to one of... Ugh. We're getting to a plot that I... This is the reason I remembered that Sam is, like, weirdly... Like, they, they turn Sam into like, this, like, weirdly religious character. And it's because he's a member of the God Squad. Um, well, it's because oh he's doing it to be close to Mercedes. Yes. So it's it's Mercedes, Quinn, Sam, and new character, Teen Jesus. Or Tarantula yeah. Head. Also known <laughs> Tarantula as Head is white, pretty good. White Dreads guy. Uh, yeah. Every yeah. person we went to, I went to Fairhaven College with. Um. <laughs> yeah. Like he took, right. he takes off his shoes, and I'm just like, oh my god, I'm having like vivid memories of like all of these people that I went to this weird college <laughs> with. And the most unrealistic thing about this scene is that his feet are very clean. Um, yes, they they're very well manicured, <laughs> which would oh. never that would never be the case. I absolutely don't believe that. That's the most unrealistic thing about him for sure. Why Did you notice that... how the writer? Oh, sorry. The writers set it up so that we could just have a little exposition scene where Joseph Hart, Teen Jesus, just sort of explains who he is <laughs> completely. Well, it's what what I thought was funny is it's very reminiscent of the Mean Girls like intro to the movie. Sort, I guess where it's like he's homeschooled and all of his like ascend- yes. like his personality is a caricature of like what homeschooled Christian kids are like, but yeah. like the cool Christian kids because he has a guitar yeah. so. He, and he has dreads, and he has tattoos of Bible quotes. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so this guy, he was the Glee Project winner. Yeah, That's well, why he's on the show. The co-winner, Maggie. Yes, because Rory was the other co-winner. Yes. Uh, this is, do you want to hear a Yikes. Um, something a little bit shameful from my past? You had a big crush on I this wanted guy? Him, I wanted him to win. Oh. <laughs> I really wanted him to win because at the time I really liked that sort of aesthetic. Uh, I've become a different person now. I see the errors of my past. I I was going to say, for a while there, you kind of wanted to become this person a little bit. So I really admired the aesthetic. Uh, Not really the Bible-y stuff. Right, no, no. The the dreads and the Birkenstocks and, you know, the the vibe. Um, 
but it's fine. He doesn't we wear don't... Birkenstocks. I want to make a point. He does not wear actual <laughs> Birkenstocks. He just wears sandals. No, they're like shitty knockoff sandals. <laughs> Those aren't chunky enough to be Birkenstocks, <laughs> please. Thank you, Dennis. Sorry. I apologize. My knowledge of Birkenstocks is not great. Um, but yeah. I, and I, uh, I, I do want to say this actor has since cut off all the dreads and he looks a lot better. <laughs> well, so He's the... still pretty hot. Underneath Did he them. have them on the... Glee Project? Yes. That was like okay. his selling feature. Ugh. Well, because it was like 2011. <laughs> white people Ugh. with dreads was not like as big. Or maybe that was the heyday of white people with dreads. Well, that's know. why I didn't like him being called Tarantula Head. <laughs> it is. It, it was is... very problematic for me. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's not great. Like Glee, Glee makes yeah. it very clear that like this is not normal and we should not treat it as such. Which is yeah, thanks, we Glee. Well, we get a whole like in his whole backstory, we find out that his dad's a Bible salesman. Yeah, <laughs> and that he wants to make Christian like Christianity cool. Yes. Um. Well, and so also each of his dreads is named after a book of the Bible, which is it is, which real- is such a strange fact to tell someone when you first meet them. <laughs> well, it's at the God Squad. That does actually seem like a pretty relevant I... piece of information. And is it? He is only it? knows Christian songs on his guitar, but then he later plays songs that aren't. So, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> uh. I mean, I guess he learned yeah. them, right? Like, that's possible. So Mercedes leads the God Squad. Uh, she And she presents an idea to them that now that New Directions isn't doing these singing telegrams, they should do them. Uh, yeah. I just want to know, can I just say, why does someone have to do this? Because <laughs> this is presented as like, so New Directions isn't doing this, so we better step up. And it's like... What if no one did? This? Well, I, they're trying to raise money to adopt a highway, right? Like that's and start a and start a shoe drive. Which, like, well, why are those their goals? I I'm, don't. I'm pretty I sure one know. of them is that Sam sees that uh, Joe is a threat to him when it comes to courting Mercedes. Mm-hmm. Um, why? And he doesn't wear shoes because he's hot, Maggie. Um, and he doesn't I wear mean, shoes, like... so I think that's where the shoe drive thing came th- came from. I. Well, no, I don't think those... I think Sam is just trying to impress Mercedes with, like, his godly ideas. So godly. Adopting a highway. Um, yeah. So anyway, well, it sounds... That's what it, he's got. It sounds like they're going to do it. I mean, Joe was holding a guitar, so, like, it's obvious that it's going to happen. Um, I just can't wait, can't wait to make people think that Christianity is cool. Yeah. So then the next scene, we, we, get, we get a little bit about Puck telling us about his sexcapades, about how he's a sex tornado um yeah because he like flew through a sorority of women <laughs> okay Jesus. i mean and... we, we know puck is a big liar because he told lies about his time in juvie if you recall yeah uh and, and but... we're in the round table cafeteria this time uh not the one with the long tables and not the one outside yeah but okay but the thing is he did at the end of this episode, he does bring the sorority to the Valentine's Day party. He does. It's true. Uh, I think, may- I mean, but cleaning their pool and becoming their friends does not necessitate... Uh, Banging all a- of them? Be- yeah. Yeah, becoming a bang tornado, as Puck puts it. <laughs> but so, yeah, uh, so this is at lunch, like you're saying. Um, Rory seems impressed by this, which really just goes to show the the, char- the, yeah. the, the standard Rory for sucks. Rory's character is very low. He's a terrible person. Uh, 
Kurt comes to the table uh, as the inciting action to chastise Puck for his lack of knowledge of love uh, and admit that he has an admirer that he's been getting special notes from. And then someone dressed as a gorilla presents him with balloons. Yeah, he's in, he's very convinced that it's Blaine. He thinks that Blaine is sending the him gorilla is way too tall to be Blaine. All right, all right, all right, all right. Also, he's like, oh, a gorillagram. Like, this is a thing. Like, this is something that happens every Valentine's Day. Like, this is a universal Valentine's Day tradition. Of course, a gorillagram. And it's like... Well, so, I, I mean, the chess club had to fill in because the, the God Squad wasn't doing gorillagrams that year because Glee Club wasn't doing the singing telegram. So someone had to step up. Jesus. Yeah, I didn't... From that, I didn't get that he thought the gorilla was Blaine, but he did think that the um, secret admirer note or whatever was from Blaine. And, like, the audience is obviously aware from that second that it's probably not Blaine. I mean, also, later in the episode... It's very forecasted. Yeah, I I agree, because during this scene, it does not seem like he thinks the gorilla is Blaine, but later he does, which is... Yes! Like Maggie said, (laughs) boggling, because it's just like... He, the the grill is way too big to be Blaine. Like, I'm sorry, Blaine, but you're a little bit more light than that. So, he's, like, he's pocket sized. Yeah, he's pretty much. Very little. <laughs> uh, it, yeah. This is where the Rory and Artie wa- both wanting to court sugar starts happening. Yeah, this is the the impetus it's for not the great. Big fight. Yeah. <laughs> Because well, because they both expressed that they wa- were intending to take sugar to her own party, um, and yeah. then they realize each other's intentions, and then everyone's like, "Ooh!" And Rory and pulls like, out a four, yeah, Rory pulls out a four leaf clover to give to Artie <laughs> as like an intimidation tactic. Because once again, Rory's only defining character trait is that he is Irish. So Irish, yeah, yeah. Uh. Puck also says that they don't need a fight because they can pick up the girls that fall off the old Puckasaurus. <laughs> Yikes. Oh. Oh. Woof. Yeah, so then we get so. musical number, finally. Like, I mean, I guess the dad <laughs> sang a number, kind of, but this is like a real full number. Ish. Um, and it, it really changes the mood. Instead of all this, like, boy squabbling, we are in full-on... Uh, love struck mode with Tina and Mike sing- singing L O V E together. Yeah. This was and it's fucking adorable. It was. It's so the cute. Juxtaposition with Artie and Rory doing their like increasingly strange <laughs> yes. acts to try and sway Sugar. Well, they were singing this song was just so bizarre though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes, it- the montage that ends with like a live dog as a gift. I. I wrote in all caps in my notes, do not gift people live animals, Rory, you piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's true. I love the number, and, like, Mike and Tina dancing is adorable, and it's great. Yeah. So cute! It would, be, I, it would be better without the montage of weird bullshit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My, my yes. only question with the scene was, why are they singing to no one? Because aren't they supposed to be singing these songs for, like, Glee credit? So they're just singing. I mean, it's very romantic, but... They are just singing it to each other with the band playing backup. That is true. And... I guess they're practicing, but with the full band, I don't... I don't... Uh, I think the best... Oh, yeah. The the thing that confused me most about the montage is the, the heart glitter above... 
uh, Sugar's Locker because that's one of Artie's like love pranks. But it <laughs> wait a second, set that up. Okay, Maggie, ableist much? What? I mean, he's part of the AV uh, club. What? They've done. They did like the snow and shit before. Do you think Artie like had to roll up to the yeah. rafters in order to put all that up there? <laughs> I'm just saying. He has I'm just saying you have to get somebody else to help him with it. Like, it, it's not like it's a one-man operation. Also, that confetti is, like, endless. It goes on for an inordinate amount of time. Like, how did you stash that much confetti above her locker? Like, it I just don't know. Without falling. her noticing. Yeah. Um, no, it, you're right. It's... It, and, uh, and how high is the McKinley ceiling to store that much glitter also? <laughs> Okay, listen, I don't want to talk about it anymore. There's a Britannia yes. scene next, and I really think we should move one on One last to note it. before we move there. I think there. you're right. Well, one last note before we move there. Oh, Mike yeah? is wearing that hat. He's wearing one of the Ryan yes, Murphy hats, and is. it's awful, and I hate it. Let's move Mike on. Mike wears it better than, no. than other characters do. Sam's- That's true. He looks better yeah. than almost anyone. Sam sees people wearing this hat in public and just instantly judges them. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't like that person. <laughs> Same. So anyway, we're moving to the next scene. Like we've said, it's Britanna. uh, Because Brittany has made Santana an infinite playlist. It's so adorable. It's so cute. Oh my god. The cutest thing that has ever happened ever. Okay, but the songs on this playlist, though. (laughs) I wrote wrote them all down. Uh, Okay, so it is Purple People Eater, Disco Duck, Monster Mash, on top of spaghetti, Pac-Man fever, Osama yo mama, and different strokes theme song. <laughs> these, and these are the songs that she hears in her head whenever she's with Santana. That is how they are prefaced. So, yeah. like, <laughs> do they just go to a lot of Halloween parties? I'm just, I'm confused. <laughs> Brittany, I feel like it's cute. It's like. It's like instead of putting a bunch of love songs, it's like maybe they were songs that they were like listening to when they were hanging out or something, or like they like did like a silly sing along to them or something, and so that makes uh, Brittany think of her. So I'm just like picturing them singing "Purple People Eater" together in the car, <laughs> yes. and I'm I'm good because because yes. it's not like Sant- Santana does have like a moment where she sees the the um like track list and is like oh or at least that's what's sort of implied with like the cinematography but she reacts well in general like she's just like yeah these are so great thank you so much well and uh, Brittany makes her a, a cover for um yes. the cd as well that is just the cutest thing to ever happen well, ever oh and my god i just love it because Brittany prefaces this by because she says i got you a valentine's day gift and santana's is like you're giving me your computer for valentine's day <laughs> Well, she couldn't. She this is as far as she got, Sam. Okay, she's an alien. She doesn't understand human technology. She doesn't understand how to burn CDs, and I don't blame her. It is actually not that easy to do. Um, anyway, what so they they end up they they start moving towards a kiss, and it's very slow motion. Um, because we're about to get the payoff for this beautiful relationship. We we love seeing those kisses, but they get interrupted. Lesbians. Yes, by Figgins, um, who is maybe the worst. Um, be- Not maybe, definitely. Well, no, Will is pretty bad, though. And Finn is also oh, okay. pretty bad. Like, he, he well, yeah. They can all be jointly the worst. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Because uh, Figgins does suck, which is definitely shown here. They're called to Figgins' office. He calls them teen lesbians, which 
it seems like a microaggression to me, even though, like, it's not like it's innately bad. Well, uh, uh, also, Brittany's definitely, like, bi or pan yeah, or something. Yeah, she's not a lesbian. Like, she's bilingual. Uh, <laughs> well, and also, to be fair. That's a joke from the last episode. Well, and also, like, every other episode before that. But, also, but um, like, Finn outed Santana by doing something very similar. So yes. maybe keep it to yourself, Figgins. You raging yeah. pile of shit. He um, claims that the problem is PDA, uh, not... It's not homophobia. It's that he doesn't allow PDA on his campus. And Santana's like, oh, ho, ho. What about fucking Finchel eating each other alive? <laughs> Which, okay. I, like, the premise here is, eh. But, like, the, the three seconds of the show where they show Rachel and Finn opening their mouths to begin a kiss. <laughs> and then Santana's horrified face is yeah, very same. good. Yeah, same. Um, yeah. Same. Yeah, but so, I mean, what I got from this scene, at least, so Figgins tells them, hey, you can't kiss in public because I get a lot of complaints about the fact that the two of you are kissing in public, Um, which... They show, like, the chaste kiss that they shared the day before. Yes. It's like, this is like, this is evidence that you're doing too much PDA, and it's like barely a touching of lips, and then they show the Finchel kiss, which is just honestly disgusting. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, which, it's so good, because, like... (laughs) Finn, like, his mouth is entirely open. And I'm just like, oh, God, now put that away. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh. Uh, And it's this is clear evidence of a double standard, for sure, which yes. is what Santana says. And they, we never really get a, like, a resolution to this. Well, it's just we, we kind, homophobic and bad. We kind of do in that later in the episode, someone who's completely unrelated to these complaints says that he accepts Santana. Even though he's a Christian. Yeah. So, you because know, the moral victory, I don't know I guess. if it's supposed to be implied that the very Christian person that we've already met this episode is the one making these complaints, but I mean, it's, it, I don't, they did I don't do a good so. job. I don't if think it so is. either. Yeah. Okay. So that's the Britannia scene. Santana storms off, uh, and Brittany is just sort of left alone with Figgins. Uh, not a good job, Santana. Should have taken her with you. Finchel is the next scene. We are in the choir room and they have a big announcement to make to everyone. Right, who's going to say it? Does anyone really I, I want to? They're getting married. Thank We're you. We're finally getting married. And everyone finally. is. Everyone is disgusted. <laughs> Everyone's like, uh. What? why <laughs> yeah which so specifically we we find out kurt is the one who ratted them out to their families um and also quinn who already knew about this is very vocal about her uh disapproval of this yeah occurrence. Pu- puck asks when the baby is due uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh and uh yeah, Kurt is really vocal about how he thinks this is a terrible idea. Quinn is too, and isn't is disinvited from the wedding. Like, yes, Rachel's just like you're not allowed to be there, and I hope to see you in a bridesmaid's dress. Also, you, Kurt. I didn't know if that was like a joke. <laughs> it is. Uh, I think it's supposed to be a joke because then Finn makes a shitty face where he's like, mm. "Ooh, is that supposed to be a joke?" And it's like, "Get out of here, Glee." <laughs> Yeah, Kurt would probably wear a bridesmaid's dress. That's totally his prerogative. It's not a joke. Get out. No, I think he, I think he would wear a suit because Kurt's like very into like the masculine 
uh, fancy, fancy. Yeah, I guess he'd wear a suit that's made out of the same material as the bridesmaids' dresses. Yeah, yeah. that he would have made himself. Yeah, uh, based yes. on an Alexander McQueen design, probably correct. Um, but so then uh, this all quiets down, I guess, because Artie is going to now seduce. So I guess we we didn't really talk about this. Rory, like we were saying, gives Sugar a live dog as the end of the yes. montage. So it's implied that right now she has chosen him to take her to the or party. Or that he, he's in he's in the lead. Yes. There has been no like Sugar hasn't said anything yet. Right. Um and Artie after he's like supportive of Finchel or whatever and then he's like, "But now get the, get the fuck off the stage. Go." <laughs> and, and he sings uh "Let me love you" to mm-hmm. Sugar. It it's okay, yeah. I think. It's it's <laughs> is it one of the world's greatest love songs? Probably not, no. but like no. it's Listen, this song is gross, and um, the way Artie sings it grosses me out, but the backup dancing is cute. Yeah. Yes, the Puck, Sam, Mike, Kurt backup dancer like group is very cute. Yes. Um, I, I made a note that during the song, Rory actually looks sad for once. Uh, was that a joke? Yes. Because be- whenever he's not singing, whenever he's not singing, he looks very sad. Uh, like it's only when he's singing that that he has like a big wide smile on his face but he's normally singing very sad songs yes it's true (laughs) yeah so um i don't know it's just it's not it's not terrible but like there are definitely better songs in this episode and also just in general so yeah and i think Devin is right with like it's definitely at least a little creepy yes uh because there's like some hand motions i'm not big on like the hand motions describing the curve of a body basically ever (laughs) yeah my my big thing with this song and any song in glee where one person is singing at somebody specifically there's always these camera focuses on that person they're singing to and the person is always like trying to be enthusiastic but you never really get that feeling (laughs) it's just weird (laughs) well i think part of the reason why is because during those shots, they're probably not listening to the music. Like, yeah. it's just like takes of it's like looking sugar, look enthusiastic. Well, that's. Like, I mean, it's not her name isn't sugar, so. Well, um, it's, she's a Sam. She is a very serious actress. Very Daniel Day Lewis. Yeah. She lives her life as sugar. Very character, yeah. Um, but so yeah, so the song ends. Sugar is very impressed. Um, and she seems, I think she jumps on Ari's lap as people are wont to yeah. do and has her. She, she has to be like, wheeled yeah. to class. Yeah. Stupid. Um, so then we move to <laughs> the first vocal Valentine. It, yeah. Rachel and Santana are for some reason walking together outside. I'm not sure why they'd be hanging out ever. Well, they're uh, friends. They are. Maggie. Are they? Glee Club is all friends. They're all friends. It's one big family. Okay, Santana supports the Finchel wedding. She's like, I, I support you being unhappy with Finn for as long as you want to be unhappy with Finn. <laughs> well, but she's doing it politically, Maggie. She's doing it because she wants her relationship to be just as validated, because it should be, and not fucking double standarded in the way that we have seen already in this episode. As they're walking through this outyard courtyard, uh, the God Squad comes up to... Rachel and it's like we have a vocal Valentine from Finn Hudson, and they sing. Yeah, they sing Stereo Hearts. 
Which in 2012. Well, I feel like it, it, the song was from 2011. It was fucking huge. Um, and it was a one-hit wonder. I don't think the the band did anything else. Gym Class Heroes? Yeah, I don't yeah, know any I, of their other who? songs. Exactly. Um, so there's a gospel choir during this number. Sam raps during this number. Yes. It's just... Teen Jesus is on guitar, but there's also a full band. <laughs> I like how none of us are enthusiastic about this. Quinn is adorable. Why would we? Okay. Why would we be enthusiastic, Sam? Teen Jesus sucks. <laughs> yeah, and I think Quinn is the redeeming, like, Quinn and Mercedes are the redeeming factors in this song. Yeah. Yeah, Sam, yeah for sure. Sam shouldn't rap. Never. <laughs> it's it's not great. It's not as bad as Will rapping, but it's a close second Do in you- terms of horribleness. Do you think it would have been better if Teen Jesus had done the rapping, or should they have no. just done a different song? They should have entirely. done a different song, or like <laughs> had black people in their Glee club. I don't know. <laughs> oh, that's that's a systematic Devin, issue. Way too, way too radical. Um, You're right. My mistake. So after the song, Rachel, they, they like steal a flower from someone because it's not. I don't think they brought that. They definitely just pluck it out of someone's hands. But it's like one of those chocolate roses or something. They give it to Rachel. She's in. She's loving it because she's the center of attention. Um, and then Santana pays them to sing to Britney. And she makes it clear that it is her girlfriend that is not just a girl that is her friend, but is her for real girlfriend. Um, yeah, uh, and she definitely has like an attitude of how she just wants to stir the shit. She really wants to. Yeah, she's I, which I can appreciate. I'm down with this sort of radical attitude. Well, I was gonna say she's definitely got that Ryan Murphy like attitude going on, where it's like mm-hmm, checkmate Christians um, because <laughs> checkmate bigots. <laughs> Christine Jesus looks uncomfortable. <laughs> but uh yeah, but it's not like Santana knows who Teen Jesus is. Right. He just he's part of the God Squad. I guess she knows that much. So she yeah. assumes that because of his dreads, he must be very religious. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh the the song's energy overall is good. And I I don't think it's the best song of the episode, but it is better than Let Me Love You. Uh, yeah. we're on an upward swing. That's true. True. So the next scene, we're back in the choir room because there's only four locations that can ever be in Glee. Um, So we're in the choir room and uh, Rory is doing a little speech. Uh, Well, I guess we first open with like Finchel making out and Will being like, that's enough. Finally. Of of that. Finally. Um, But yeah, Rory announces, this is bizarre because Rory's announcing that his- Oh, Kurt has another, Kurt has another gift from his admirer as well. Oh, yeah. Um, but Rory is announcing that his visa, his student visa, like, application got denied, like, for his extension, so he'll have to leave, but at the end of the semester, right? Like, I feel like he says that. Yeah. At the end of the semester, he has to go back to Ireland. But isn't that, like, the end of this season? Like, why is everyone so sad about this right now? Because he j- it just got denied, and he's using it as a tactic to woo sugar with being sad. I guess he does. He sings Michael Bublé's "Home," um, which sounds sad coming out of his mouth. Is it? Is it Michael Bublé? It is. Yep. Yeah. 
Oh, uh, you know, honestly, I I really didn't like it. I found it very boring. <laughs> it was bland, and I hate him. <laughs> uh, the best part of the whole song were like the couple shots that we got. There's Tyke and Britanna, and those are the good ones. Uh, and then there's one of Sam Sadie's, but because they're sitting on opposite sides of the room, we start the shot on Sam, and then the camera moves all the way across the room to Mercedes, who then turns and looks at Sam from the other side of the room. Well, I mean, it's I, it's better why? than them superimposing Mercedes onto a shot with Sam. That's true. That's true, because they'd make her head enormous again. <laughs> but so, um, my note is... This has to be a trick, right? Because much like the like yeah. fathers, um, it's like way too convenient that this is working out so well for the characters involved. Um, so then Sugar like makes a public announcement that she's going to take Rory to her party out of pity. Yeah, because she, said- she quote feels worse for Rory mm-hmm. than Artie. <laughs> Yikes! There, Sugar. Well, she said some really terrible shit in the past, like. There's yeah. She doesn't well, have a great self-diagnosed factor. Aspergers. Exactly. So. Um, but yeah, I mean, this song, like, like, I don't know. It you, you, I, I would say that you typically think that a lot of Rory songs are boring and bland, and you're not wrong. But like, f- mm. for the demographic that enjoys Michael Bublé, it's a fine rendition. You know, I think mm. I think the people who hate Rory have it in this in this case. No. The eyes have it. <laughs> That's fair. Um, but I mean, that's... Case yeah. closed, on to the next scene. The God Squad number two. This is the second meeting of the God Squad. Uh, Ki- Quinn is very gay at the beginning of this scene here. Um, and it's great. It's it's one of the best things. Quinn is gay happened. throughout this whole scene. Like, when, when uh, Teen Jesus is like, I've never met a gay person. And Quinn's just like, <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> oh, have, yeah. buddy. You definitely have. And I'm like... Quinn is such a lesbian. I can't. <laughs> no, it's uh, yeah. Well, she she's like become enlightened. You know, she's she threw all the men away in the Michael episode, and she's really realized her truth. She's gonna go to Yale, and um, I don't know, get into get into women. I guess. Uh, the the main thing about this scene is that it is very Ryan Murphy. Like, this is what oh I yes, imagine, very much so. This is what I imagine his like, wet dreams are. Honestly, is like a it, group it's of, like Ryan Murphy Bible study. Yeah, it's like basically like if like if Ryan Murphy was your youth pastor, <laughs> um, but also not because I guess it's sort of it's sort of anti Christian at the same time. Yes. I don't know. No, see that's that's the thing is I imagine that his his wildest dreams is a group of Christians talking about social issues and it causing them to reject Christianity. Because, <laughs> like, like yeah. they, they talk about, like you were saying, they talk about how Quinn is like, you've probably met a gay person. Statistically, like, one in ten people are gay. And then Mercedes, like... Yeah, and... Yeah. The Mer- Mercedes proposes that Simon the Apostle was gay because his name is the gayest out of the twelve. Which is definitely something I remember from when we watched it the first <laughs> time, and it's still very good. I can't... I don't know the 12 apostles' names off the top of my head. I don't know if Simon's the gayest. I can't confirm or deny that. Um, They discuss some Bible stuff in general about how Jesus definitely never talked about gay people, about how abominations, like, being a thing... That to to consider in normal modern life is sort of bullshit because they talk about shellfish and how Cub Scouts would be an abomination by Bible rules. Yes, 
uh, yeah. Well, I put down, Quinn tells us the true meaning of Christianhood because, like, essentially, the the thing that's really, like, this is fine, I guess, but it's... It's very mm. Ryan Murphy in that Ryan Murphy is presenting this as if they're having a debate about whether or not it's the right thing to do this. And we know... But they're not. Yeah, exactly. It sounds so fake. <laughs> like, it's just a conversation where they're mostly all agreeing with each other and Teen Jesus looks uncomfortable. Right. Like, that's all it is. Right. Well, because they even start this with Sam being like, well, we all sing with gay people all the time in Glee Club, so, like, we're all fine with it. And it's like, then this isn't a debate that you're having. You're just telling Joe, by the way, we're going to sing to the gay people. Like, and, like, I, yeah, it's it's very... It's Overall, just, it's very I, artificial. I, I found this conversation to be very dated honestly like even for maybe even for the time like i feel like this kind of well uh like shelf like shellfish would be a sin sort of vibes are from much earlier than 2012 but i mean you have to remember that 2012 was still three years before the supreme court ruling that legalized same-sex marriage across the country like this is still when like there were maybe like eight states that had done it and like prop eight had happened. Like, I, I mean, I agree with you because especially in like, I mean, yeah. I, I, I was a woke gay teen sure. who was still into white people dreads. So I on, honestly, I can't really trust myself from then. And I can't trust myself now either. Yes. Uh, um, let's move forward. Yes. So <laughs> Joe says he needs to quote, think about it because I guess there has to be tension. I need to, I need to pray on it. Yeah. Um, so then we move to the punch in the heart. Sam Sadie's is meeting at Mercedes's locker, I guess. Um, Mercedes told Shane about how she kissed Sam because she's a two-time in hoe, as Emma would put it, which is racist and not okay. Um, and slut-shaming. And slut-shaming, yeah. Really just a whole host of problems there. But, um, uh, she told Shane and he cried and he told her that he felt like she had punched him in the heart. Um, so she's also going to refuse Sam too. She needs to be alone. Yeah. For a while. Well, she tell it's a very good speech overall. I think because um, Sam first tries to give her a gift, and then Mercedes is like, "I broke up with Shane," and Sam's like, "Great. Well, we can be together. I know that he's sad, but now we can be together." And Mercedes just is like, "No, it's no, nope." <laughs> yeah. Um. I have to be. I have to be alone because I feel way too bad about what I've done, and I can't trust myself because I never thought I would cheat on Shane, and here I I did it. So, no. Is- is that gift that Sam gives her like a normal Valentine's Day gift? Because I've never heard of somebody giving somebody else a statue of St. Valentine as like a Valentine's Day gesture. I, I think, think Sam is just trying to prove his Christianity to her. Okay. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. 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 That's definitely not even, that's like a Catholic thing. That's like, I mean, to be fair, Catholicism is a type of Christianity. Oh. Like we're all, like it's all in a big like group together. But like, it, but like that's, We've never gotten any indication that Mercedes is Catholic, and she has a gospel choir at her church. Like, we've been to her church. It does not seem like a Catholic church. So, I don't... I've never... Like, we... We were raised Mm. in a Lutheran church. I never remember talking about St. Valentine. Do you? We never talked about the saints. No. Like, it's not a a Protestant Um, thing. No, yeah. Saints are only Catholics, for sure. Uh, But I think this, like regardless sam is trying to like prove the sanctity of him himself (laughs) with this gift like that's what it is is like trying to prove that he's not doing an immoral thing by like trying to 
lie to Shane this whole time, you know? Right. So anyway, I looking at it now with like my notes, do you think that talking about all this gay shit got Mercedes to start thinking about herself and like how she needs to maybe like explore some of her own feelings? If only. <laughs> if only. If only Mercedes and Rachel would just sort of realize what's going on and fall in love and be together forever. But it's not going to happen. So then um, it kind of starts in a non-diegetic fashion. Mercedes sings, I will always love you. Um, and then it cuts to Glee where she's in front of all of them as like the normal, like all of them do that. But she, there's like a spotlight on her that we can't see. But it like casts there's shadows. There's a spotlight in the hallway too. Like as soon as the, the song starts and the dream sequence begins, there's like a like a loud like light turning on noise, like a stage light turning sure, on. Yeah. And the lighting in the hallway completely changes to like sort of orangey and red. And yeah, I, I mean, I think this song is good. Uh, it's like half dream sequence, half in front of New Directions. There's a little scene where she's confessing to Shane uh, and he's crying. In yeah. That scene, she doesn't look all that upset with him though, I noticed. No. This song, like Mercedes singing is amazing. Like yeah. obviously yeah. she's singing Whitney. That's a great choice. Um, but like Sam's like slow-mo walk away down the hallway is like <laughs> so like clunky and weird. <laughs> and then they're in the choir room and I'm like, oh, okay, this is a typical glee thing where they sort of transition from the non-diagenic to the diagenic. And then it's like she's on the stage and but then she's back yes. in the glee room and it's like, why did you Well, but to be fair, the red dress that she's wearing when she's on stage is oh my god gorgeous yeah. like the red dress the lights the like the way her hair is done yeah fantastic yeah she looks amazing uh cut away to sam crying in the balcony which again Ooh. it's just like clunky <laughs> and bad yes because uh, you can sort of tell that they maybe like had squeezed some some eye drops right on yeah. sam's face yeah because court sure. overstreet couldn't really manage it uh yeah i think the the best part of the number is of course mercedes like amber riley's beautiful voice but also the transition from uh like place to place is really good in time with the song that's not like yeah that's i i put down the key change is when it switches to the auditorium with the beautiful red dress yeah so like the the huge crescendo and the key change it's beautiful yeah um but i mean it's very good the nice thing is I would say that this maybe is one of the world's greatest love songs. Like, it's arguable. Yeah, they finally hit it. Well, I mean, love, maybe, L-O-V-E, maybe. Like, That's true, but yeah. Anyway, so then we move to some of my favorite stuff, scat play. <laughs> Ew, gross. <laughs> this is Rachel and her dads. Come on. Yeah, and they're scatting uh, all over each so other. We're- <laughs> no Ew. we're in the this is his favorite joke and i don't know why because it's, it's a poop joke and it's <laughs> juvenile okay we're in the barry household uh I, I think this is probably that same piano that they brought into mckinley uh <laughs> that, that cost so much entrance. transport though oh god no it's it's important they're very showboatery they need it um so Rachel and her dads are performing You're the Top, which is a song I've never heard before <laughs> or since. Uh, I feel like if you were in jazz choir, you heard that song. 
Fair enough. It's like okay. A, it's like an old standard, I think. Okay. Um, but yeah, so there's... It, it's interesting. The The best part, really, is that it cuts and we see Carol, Bert, and Finn sitting there watching yeah. them and just being, like, very uncomfortable. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, Carol's loving it. Like, she is, like, so about it. Finn is, too, and he, he leans over to her and he's like, why don't we do this at our house all the time? And she's just like, no, honey, no. <laughs> Oh God, I love Carol. So the performance much. is just sort of adorable and bizarre at the same time because because Jeff Goldblum is very Jeff Goldblum. Yes, uh. no, it's so true. Also, also, I do. Rachel does mention that they do this every night. Um. <laughs> Tur- turning everyday dinner into di- dinner theater, which. I believe that they do this every night, and I feel it explains a lot about Rachel. Yes. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so um, then... They bow after they finish <laughs> as well. <laughs> then then they transition to the dinner, where we cut into a very, what I thought was a very tasteful gay sex slash car joke, um, because yeah. there's some lube... And talking about how fast you go and how, like, the noises it makes. Like, and it, I don't know. And it's then Leroy comes in and he's like, oh, what are you talking about, Hiram? And Bert's just like, oh, we're talking cars. You know, City Lube just can't do a good job lubing up cars. And Leroy's just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, uh, we find out that Jeff Goldblum is obsessed with Nate Berkus. Yep. Um, Very 2012 aesthetic right there. And... We also find out that the Berries met when they were in a super group called Up With People. What does a soup what does that mean? Is that like a band-aid kind of thing? Or is it like one of those like you you like quiet or like uh what's it called? Cruise lines where like you all like it's like a big group of oh. singing people and you go around the world or whatever. On like a on like a boat. Yes. Um I don't know. Um, it's it's a very weird. We Glenn Close was also in this super group. <laughs> maybe it's like a spiritual okay. thing. Maybe maybe you all get high together. I don't know. Um. Oh, maybe it was a cult. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, according to the internet, Up with People is an educational organization whose mission is to inspire young people to make a difference in their world. Up with People works to break down cultural barriers and create global understanding through volunteer service and a musical show. Yeah, that's very Ryan Murphy. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um. But so then we get to dessert, but instead we're not going to have dessert. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Hiram starts off the end of dinner with a with a very shady toast to Finn. Like he's just like, I I'm not sure exactly what he says, but it's pretty mean to Finn in some ways, which I liked. I wrote in with question marks after it. Finn is fantastic, so I think he says something along those lines. Yeah. Uh, Leroy cuts it off though when Hiram starts sort of rambling on. Uh. And they talk about how they need to commence with the teenage lovemaking. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. It's like the gross way. But so we, we, we see. That's why they, they're saying it that way to purposefully be gross. I know. Obviously. Yes. But we, we, we see the nefarious plans start to come together because Bert and Carol are totally in on this. They're like, yeah, we brought you a bag to stay here overnight so you can make sweet love to your teenage girlfriend. And it's just like, ugh. 
I thought it was pretty funny. I'm not going to lie to you. Oh, it was great. <laughs> no, it is funny. I, yeah, I think it's funny. I just don't like the idea of um, Rachel and Finn having sex. It's not like a good image for me. Of, I, of Finn pounding that sweet, sweet... How, Ew, stop, how awkward do you think he would be? Well, I mean, specifically... I don't want to, I don't really want to think about it. Specifically so. on this, though, because what happens, like, so effectively, they're like, well, you guys are going to, like, Finn is going to spend the night here because the two of you need to know what it's like to live with each other before you get married because you're being stupid. Um, yeah, and Bert and Carol are going to go to a movie. Hiram and Leroy are staying there, but they're going to put on some music. Yes. <laughs> to, uh, to you know convey that they're not trying to listen in oh gross oh um but so there's a moment so rachel and finn are talking about they're up in rachel's room they're preparing for their yes. nightly routines with the bathroom um finn does one of the grossest happy dances i've ever seen when he gets excited mm. at the fact they're going to sleep together i guess um mm. it's just I, I had a note that just said, Finn's happy dance makes me feel sick. So take that yeah. as you will. Well, lo- Sam, I think a lot of things that Finn does make you sick, rightfully so, but uh, yeah. yeah, Finn's gross. Yeah. Uh, Rachel's nighttime ritual, we, f- we f- find out what her elaborate nighttime ritual is, and it's one of the great like Rachel monologue montage like that we get. Yes. Throughout, we've gotten a few of them throughout the whole series, and this is another good one. Uh, and I have it all all written out here. So first, she showers. She's more uh, thorough than her morning bath. Bath in the morning? What the fuck are you doing, Rachel? Yeah, I wrote um, morning bath with like fifteen question marks. <laughs> like that's a mistake. That's not gonna wake you up for anything. What? <laughs> Maybe it's ice cold. Uh, she. she shaves she plucks her eyebrows and she does skincare and the ice water bath a la joan crawford the height of glamour uh there's a point where like leah michelle dunks her entire face in a bowl of ice water (laughs) really that yes that's what i'm looking for thank you uh second she picks out clothes Third, she has evening tea with her dads. She texts them so that they can put the water on, but they're skipping that tonight. And then fourth, she finally does her hair care routine, conditioning and brushing it a hundred times, I imagine. Yeah. Um, Finn's nightly routine, I guess, is to take a shit while reading a magazine. Yeah, is shitting. <laughs> um, Sounds pretty normal to me. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it seems fine. But so Rachel, so Finn is like, well, I'm just going to get in there while you're doing your stuff. And that's, that is upsetting to me. Like, yeah, there are multiple bathrooms in this house for one. Well, like, but, and okay. But Rachel, why would you want to, why would you want to do that in front of another person? Like it's, I get that they're getting married and that Finn, I guess has a lot of different, like has very different feelings about shitting in front of other people than Rachel does apparently. But I I'm with Rachel here. Like she is using the bathroom. Just go to a different bathroom in this house. I mean, let's be realistic here. The likelihood that they're going to get a place in New York that has two bathrooms is zero. Like it's just not going to happen. Yes. And Rachel's routine is rather extreme. Uh, Yeah, I mean, it seems that Finn, like, approaches her towards the end of her routine, and it's just kind of like, hey, listen, you've been in there for a really long time. You don't have to leave if you're not done. It's cool. I 
I am gonna take a shit though. So <laughs> it was, I think he doesn't say most... that. He's like he's like it was a big meal, and then yeah. sort of like waggles his magazine. <laughs> I think I think it's the most reasonable Finn has ever been. Well, yeah, especially <laughs> I agree. Compar- especially in comparison to what Rachel says, which is like, oh no, you don't, you, you can't, can't do, do that here. here. And he's like, well, then where am do I? Do that sp- in your own house. <laughs> oh but so then they end up having a big fight about poop yeah i think the worst like finn calls her routine crazy which i don't think is a cool thing to do it is like elaborate but right calling someone crazy is just not cool uh, especially if you're supposed to be in love with them and marrying them uh it's it's a red flag and another red flag happens when rachel throws her hairbrush yeah, like that at was, the door as like, Finn leaves. Really pretty violent. I was like, damn, Rachel. Yeah, I, I made a note that Rachel gets violent very fast. <laughs> yeah, red flag behavior. <laughs> yes. For sure. Um, but yeah, so effectively it looks like they're having some issues. Um Yes, as they argue, we flash we cut downstairs to where the bear Mr. Berries are uh they're still at the dinner table and they clink champagne glasses and like smile at each other. It's the fucking best thing I've ever seen. <laughs> so um then we're gonna cut to a different scene. We're at breadsticks, um which will become the sugar yes. shack soon. But Kurt has arrived early to meet with his secret admirer, a la Blaine, because he literally can't imagine that anyone else would ever send him nice things, I guess. Um, Yeah, uh, his suit is beautiful. Did you clock that suit? Yes, it was incredible. The, like, red, like, quilted, yes. Yeah, it was like a brocade, and, like, the tie, and the vest, and the jacket all match. It was amazing, I agree. Um, and so then the gorilla arrives, which this is when Kurt assumes that the mm-hmm. gorilla is Blaine, which again, no one else would ever assume that. Okay. Ever. Not only, not only because that gorilla is too large to be Blaine, but because Blaine would never wear a gorilla suit. <laughs> That's also a very good point. Are, are you kidding me with the amount of hair gel that he puts in his hair? You're not going to put that in like a fursuit. Absolutely not. Well, yeah. I'm ju- I'm just imagining Blaine taking off the gorilla head and like his hair is sticking up in all directions. It's got some of the gorilla fur stuck to it. It's a mess. Uh-huh. It's terrible. See, I was going to say I could imagine if like all of the f- gorilla's fur was like shellacked down, then I'd imagine oh, it's Blaine. Very oh, very yeah. But- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's not. Um and we find out that it's surprise Karofsky. Um, because he hasn't been on the show enough, I guess. Yeah, and they flash straight to a booth where Kurt and Karofsky are, like, talking this out, I guess. Karofsky is wearing the ugliest polo shirt I've ever seen. Uh, I don't know why. Like, he knows Kurt is a fashion per like, likes fashion, and this is Valentine's Day. The shirt's not even pink. Like, what the fuck? Well, Maggie, he... Sorry. He also is in it's love. It's just so ugly. He's in love with Kurt because Kurt had a nice conversation with him at a gay bar once. Like, yeah. he's got some real issues. and He does. Yeah. He, he admits his love. He initiates contact. He, like, tries to grab Kurt's hand, and Kurt's just like, no, no. Mm-hmm. Uh, <sighs> that is a very high school thing for Karofsky to do like just this one interaction then suddenly fall like head over heels for somebody I feel like that is like a very high school trope type thing where well 
Yeah. Especially when you're gay. Because yeah. you're just like, yeah. oh my god, a fellow gay. Another gay person. <laughs> Thank God. Thank God. I won't be alone forever. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> um, but like the conversation they had, Karofsky made it sound like he's very popular with the bear community of Lima, Ohio. So I'm just... That's it's not that's not satisfying his need to be loved. I guess that's Sam. true. That's a good point. That romance. This interaction does not go well. <laughs> um, no, it goes bad. And, uh, Kurt is Karofsky confesses, and Kurt's like, "You don't love me, not really. You don't. I'm with Blaine, and, and I like you, but we're friends." And it's the best part, I actually part of this for me is very funny. Is Kurt's like, "You don't love me, but I do love Blaine." I am 100% in love with Blaine, even though I am telling you, for realsies, you're not in love with me. Um, well, I, I think that's a good reaction to have, No, it right? is. Like, it's just, I think... All, none of the things that Karofsky has done really show that he loves Kurt for real. No, like, I agree. Being a secret admirer is cowardly, and that's, like, not... <laughs> wow, Maggie, very anti-secret admirer. Sorry, like, <laughs> here I am to say it. I think it's a coward move. But yeah, um, so this goes poorly. David runs off, but not before, randomly. Someone we assume who knows him, Nick, I guess. Um, Yeah, I sort of assumed that it was like a football player from his other school. Uh, He's like, oh, Karofsky, you're here. Why are you with this obviously flamboyant person? Yeah. Um, Which, spoiler alert, this becomes a big plot next episode, which is... Not going to be fun to talk about, but we'll get there. Um, But anyway, so this just didn't go very well. Um, Next scene, we... Apparently, Finn and Rachel have made up, which is... But it was off screen because they're so fucking lazy. Why does Glee do this every single time? They never show any actual hard conversations ever. Well, you have to give them some credit. Sometimes they show the end of a hard conversation. Where someone's like, you're, <laughs> you're right. right. You're right. <laughs> the last the last 30 seconds of a hard conversation are sometimes shown on this terrible TV show. Um, but that but, doesn't happen here. It's They're just already made up. Yes. But And it's like nothing is resolved. And like we don't get any closure on the fact that Finn called Rachel crazy and Rachel threw a hairbrush at him. Like they probably shouldn't just be like, sorry. Like they need to. They need to talk about it. Yeah, I think... No, they can't. They're incapable. They don't know how. They're just teens, like, playing at this idea of being in love. Yeah, well, and that's... Part of this is... What's funny, at least for me, is that... The way this comes off for me a little bit is that it feels like they kind of cottoned on to the fact that their parents are trying to force them to break up, and they're Mm. just doing this out of spite of their parents. Because they're just like, you know what? We're going to stay together anyway. Um, They're trying to break us up, but it's not going to work. We're going to get married in May. Um, But yeah. Yeah, they're resolved that they can do marriage. And they realize it's 7.15, even though they're cuddled up to sleep in bed, uh, and they are going to go to breadsticks. Then we cut to downstairs. Uh, The Mr. Berries are still congratulating themselves in a way, but... Uh, they're worried because the arguments have have stopped. Uh, we find out that Hiram is three Xanax in, and he is panicking still. <laughs> yeah, um, mostly because we find out that um, Jeff Goldblum is less 
on board with this plan. Um, it seems like it was more... Yeah, less on board with the idea of just lying. Yeah, to, to their <laughs> child, yes. Um, but so... Uh, Honesty, respect, dance. Those are the tenets we built our family on. But there is a line where Jeff Goldblum says, I like Finn, and it's not convincing even coming out of Jeff Goldblum's mouth. So, like... <laughs> yeah, I did feel like that line was out of place like he's like yeah it's a shame i like finn he's like do you i like do you i like finn i like finn i like finn <laughs> um but yeah so they're using obviously we've kind of covered it already but they explicitly state it for us that they are using reverse psychology to get them to break up because they don't approve of this marriage because they're too young and yeah. it's a mistake and everyone knows it except for finn and rachel apparently yeah, Leroy is just like, trust me, I'm confident in this lie. <laughs> um, and then Finchel arrives, then, yeah. Yeah, then Finchel come downstairs, and they're just like, yeah, we've actually decided to get married now, <laughs> in May, <laughs> right after Nationals, because we're so in love. And her dads are not excited about this, which is... No. Yeah. I mean, none of us are either, obviously, but... Why would we be? God. Um, it's gross. So... Then we cut to the Sugar Shack, which is what Breadsticks is yes. after hours when the mob buys it. Um, because hmm. Sugar, like the very first thing is Sugar gets up on stage. They have this little like stage that they've done before. Um, and she says, P.S. My dad is not in the mafia. She also has another round of gifts for everyone. There's like a cheese heart and a whole bunch of uh, gift cards and stuff. Gifts that must add up to like $200 a person. No, more than $200 a person because it's $200 each to three different places for each person. So $600 a person. And the gift certificates are to Bed Bath & Beyond, Panda Express, and the Lima Mall Swatch Watch Kiosk. So, so you can buy half a watch, like 20 meals at Panda Express, and then, I guess, a nice, like, bedspread? Set of sheets. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. This is a great grab bag. Well, if I wish I had been there, fuck. But so we find that once the, the joke is continued, because Artie's is in a plant, like just a random plant. Yeah, it's just hidden in a plant. Uh, so gifts are given and then sugar introduces the god squad and they're here to sing a valentine and it's for Brittany. and uh teen jesus has a little speech uh, and he goes up to santana and he says love is love man and uh, santana looks so proud yeah. of herself and once again we've accomplished nothing here ryan murphy like jerked off into like the fun circle jerk <laughs> that is oh look at how much change i'm making in the world and it's like all you did was have a character that didn't know any gay people and then is like, actually, like, cool, I'm fine with gay people because I met one and they're cool people. And it's like, yeah, no shit. Like, you're not changing anything, Ryan Murphy. Get out of here. <laughs> I, I think he probably thought this was like a radical move <laughs> to show somebody realizing that gay people are human. Um, oh, God. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I It definitely doesn't resolve the story because I felt like the main problem that Santana was having was that the school was being discriminatory against her and Brittany. Like, was yeah. the, like Figgins was being homophobic. We don't get any resolve in that. No. Like, none. Yeah, it, like, and I, I don't know if this comes up again. I really hope so because Glee should tackle this because it's opened this stupid Pandora's box. But, like, 
I doubt it. Mm. I doubt they're going to because they no. seem to think that by convincing the one Christian kid who is a transfer, who was homeschooled and didn't definitely didn't make those complaints, like yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, they sing a mashup of Cherish and Cherish uh, for Britney, which it's like a Madonna song and then something else. I don't know. It's fine. It's definitely not. Yeah, I thought it was fine. It's definitely not that's a the exact greatest love song. No, but that's the exact word I used in my notes. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a little sequence during the song where we see Rory dancing with Sugar, where Sugar's like, I'm so sad you're going to be deported. And Rory might have been lying yes. about being deported because he's like, what are you talking about? Yeah, no, he's definitely <laughs> lying. It's obvious that he lied. Uh, but so, uh, what's what's fun about that one, though, is that Sugar does say, well, my dad might just be able to buy Ireland, which, at this point in time, <laughs> not true. Nowadays, maybe. Um, I mean, in canon, uh, Sugar's dad might be rich enough for that. Like, how many people are at this party? And 600 bucks a pop for each person? Maybe, maybe that's why they required it to be only couples that were allowed to come to the party, because that way you can weed out the like the masses but then again mercedes mm. sam like there's a ton of people here who are already yeah already like there's a ton of people here who are identifiably single like that's the whole plot of the episode so whatever whatever the song ends with the cutest britannicus that has happened probably in all of the show so far right yes <laughs> thank you <laughs> Uh, it's very cute, and then we get to the next number. It's it goes right into it. Uh, Sugar's back on the mic, and she introduces someone, a special guest, a special secret. Who guest. could it be? It's it's Blaine. Yeah, it's Blaine. <laughs> he and he has a heart. He's wearing <laughs> yeah a velvet heart eye patch. It looks amazing. Um, okay, listen. It matches his velvet suit. <laughs> I think that I just think you should all know up front that I personally think this is the best thing Glee has ever done. <laughs> okay. Yes. Okay, sure. Um, I and you've like, seen the whole series, so you would know. I have because I started watching it again be, so that I could keep up with this podcast, and then like somehow just watched all of it. Um, <laughs> Oops! Ew, I'm so sorry. But yeah, like I do blame you. Um, but. <laughs> More importantly, this is the best thing Glee has ever done. The best thing Glee will ever do. Oh, God. This um, is bleak. <laughs> this is real bleak. I love, I love this. I love this so much. Okay, carry on. I do, too. Uh, Blaine comes coming in, pulls off his eye patch, has a microphone from nowhere, starts singing Love Shack. Uh, after, he dedicates it to all the lovers in the room. Then he pulls yes. off his eye patch, starts singing Love Shack. Uh, and uh, Mercedes and um, Rachel and Brittany are on stage backing him up. Mercedes is like kind of a main, uh, main part of, of the song, though. Uh, and then the song continues. They're sort of dancing around the whole Sugar Shack. And... There's a very, very cute Clayne moment where Blaine comes up to Kurt uh, and is, like, holding the mic out for him. Like, oh, don't you want to sing with me? And Kurt's just like, oh, no, I I couldn't. And then uh, he pulls out a mic from nowhere. Yes. A different <laughs> His mic, own mic. A bedazz- His own bedazzled mic. A bedazzled mic. mic. <laughs> it's very good. Um yeah, and then Blaine so cl- pulls on his tie, and they start singing together, and they are singing on stage, and it's the cutest thing. It's, it's cutest really good. Thing. It's so good. Yes, and there's a conga line, and there's heart balloons, and everyone dances, and sugars on the table. It's cute. And 
And Mike is up there on the planter also. Probably the worst part of the song, the absolute worst, is when we cut to a random Finn. shot of Finn. In uh, the swans. In, yeah, the ice swans. Like, it's what bad. the fuck? Why? So that was, I I, I made a note about that. Killing the About vibe. how, like, fuck Finn. But, um, but the, <laughs> the main thing with, like, I was like, okay, if they had done this and then, like, you know, we've seen in the past where, like, they'll have, like, each character, like, dancing to a song or whatever and we get, like, an individual shot. Mm-hmm. But we don't. It's just Finn. We just get Finn with this weird framing device and then it just cuts back to, like, an overall shot. And I'm like, fuck you, show. I don't give a yeah. shit. Like, Finn. I did sort of Ugh. expect, like, after the Finn shot to maybe have, like, a Rachel by herself. Yes, exactly, or, right? Like, a, yeah, yeah, it didn't happen. It's just Finn, even though he doesn't sing in the song at all. Well. It's just. Yeah, and that's one of the other things, too, is that uh, Rachel is on backup, like you said, but they just mm-hmm. decided that they were going to come to this party. Like, she and Finn <laughs> were not going to go, and suddenly she's on backup for this song and like knows all the dance and like uh, i don't know it's just obviously it's glee and like so this happens don't, don't but... question it don't, don't question it it's yeah, fine don't i wouldn't overthink it um <laughs> but that's what we do here um also okay, no we but... don't we I, I really don't want to <laughs> also like you should overthink like most of glee but like kurt and blaine leading love shack you should not overthink sure. because it's just incredible okay it's just pure and perfect. Uh, yeah, Kurt's the Kurt's the one who says the tin roof rusted. Yes, bit. It's so which, good. Yeah, it's really good. It's and then there's a big balloon drop at the end of the song where balloons fall out of nowhere and everyone just goes crazy. It's like the best. Well, yeah, uh, and, and then the show ends. Yeah. Well, the other note that I have is we also see the sorority girls that Puck brought with him, which is yes, because Blaine leads them in a. In, that, that's Blaine's conga line, it's, is, like, all these sorority babes. Which you, yeah. you know they're from a sorority because they're all wearing the t-shirts that say that they're yeah. in a sorority. Like uh. We see them earlier all sitting with Puck. Like, Puck has, like, a harem of babes. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> no, it's, it's good. This number is very good. It's a great way to end the show. I wish they ended every show with, like, a big fun number like this. Unfortunately, they don't. A but big whatever. balloon drop where everyone just goes bonkers about the balloons. <laughs> yes. But that is the end of the show. So. So we should. So now we need to do a four person tandem podcast business song. Are we ready? Definitely gonna Can go we do it? Yeah. Yes. Whoa. I'm so ready. <laughs> I don't think we're ready. Sam, do you want to. Sam, do you want to count us off? Maybe sure. I don't know. One, two, wait, what three, are we doing? Four. But it's a metaphor, and metaphors are important. Gold stars are important because gold stars are a metaphor for me being a star. It's like the. That's really good. It's like the Hogwarts school song. <laughs> yeah, I had my, no idea my what cat we were doing. is right. <laughs> my cat is right here, and she hated that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, I threw in the thing or whatever. Now we're gonna get to the guts, the guts of our podcast. We're gonna mm, talk about gold yes. stars. We're gonna talk about best numbers and ratings. Start on the gold star. Rachel gives herself gold stars. We're gonna give some gold stars to people we think deserve them for this episode. Um, yeah. 
this is where we really dissect the episode, see all the gold stars that are just sort of floating around in those intestines, uh, and who they're who they go to. <laughs> yes, that's a weird. So, why? Nope, not going to ask. Let's... Like we like we've sliced the episode open, right? Okay. And it's laid before us on the autopsy like a specimen. Table. Yeah. This is where we see all the gold, where the gold stars okay. are. Okay, yeah. So who? How? What order do we want to go in here? Guess first. Guess first. <laughs> Guess I'm first. fine either way. Okay, let's Chris yeah. go. Okay, so who I'm giving a gold star to? That's what we're starting yes. with. Yep. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. think after watching this and kind of talking about it now again, I think I'd have to give my gold star to Santana for her yeah. very um, pointed uh, crusade to kind of get people like saying that yes we're equal to you like we should be able to have the same like recognition as you so it's a good that's a good one santana's a good choice yeah. i mean santana's a good choice for any fucking episode tv yeah, even if she's not yeah. in the episode probably. <laughs> we haven't gotten that far yet we haven't given a gold star to a character that wasn't in the show yet but we might get no. there so then okay so Devin, how about you what are you thinking All right. yeah Devin's uh, next I'm going to split my gold star in two. I'm going to give half to Santana and half Mm. to Kurt um, for just that one tin roof rusted line. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Agreed. Um, Okay. Uh, My gold stars, because I'm going to go next. I'm also splitting them. I'm giving half to Hiram and half to Leroy because I loved... I loved the Mr. Berries. They were the cutest that have. They were the cutest. Yes, that's very good. Uh, yeah, I'm done. Um, I'm gonna give my gold star to Quinn um, because she is a lesbian. Mm. So... <laughs> okay, yeah, that's a really good. No, reason. that. Yeah, that checks out. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, honestly, one of the things we're gonna get to the rating in just a second here before we uh, after we do best number, but like. There are a lot of actually very good characters of this episode. Like a lot of characters do a lot of really fun and good things and are just great people. So they also they also act as their characters pretty like it were pretty like in character yes. from for the most part, which I really appreciate. Good job, Ali Adler. Yes. So now it's for best number. Uh, we have a pretty large variety here. Let's go through them. Chapel of Love by the Berries. L-O-V-E by uh, Tina and Mike. Let Me Love You by Artie to Sugar. Uh, then there's Stereo Hearts, sung by the God Squad. Home, sung by Rory. Okay, now I gotta flip my note page. Uh, I Will Always Love You by Mercedes. You're the Top by uh, the Berries. Then uh, Cherish slash Cherish mashup and Love Shack. That's a lot of numbers and not very many world's greatest love songs. Just saying. Uh, Some of them even maybe, just uh, half numbers. That's true. <laughs> um, but let's go in the same order. Chris, what do you think was the best number of the episode? Uh, I It's a toss up for me between I Will Always Love You and Love Shack. But I think if I had to yeah. choose, I would pick Mercedes. Just because I, it was kind of very strange the shifting between scenes, but I really loved like the cut to her on stage in that dress and the lighting and stuff. I did not like Sam sulking in the audience, but I really liked Mercedes' <laughs> performance. Yes. Yeah, that's a big mood. 
<laughs> yes. All right. I mean, y'all know what I'm going to do. Uh, Mercedes <laughs> Mercedes is obviously amazing. Um, it's got to be Love Shack for me now and forever. Love Shack. Yeah. I mean, nice. that also makes a lot of sense. Uh, I'm next. And I, I want to have a special mention for L-O-V-E by Mike and Tina because I think it's sort of ruined by the, like, Artie, Sugar, Rory montage. Uh, but... Like they're just so adorable while they're singing it. Like the most, the most cute. Uh, I can't, I can't get over it. And I think Chris is right. Like the two top numbers are definitely "I Will Always Love You" and "Love Shack." Uh, and I, I do feel the same way about uh, "I Will Always Love You." Uh, but I'm gonna go for "Love Shack" as well. Uh, the energy is just, it's such a bop. Like it's so good. I can't, I can't get over it. Okay. Yeah. And. Um... Actually, kind of playing off that, I'm going with L-O-V-E because, well, Yay! I, I will, like, honestly, let's be real, Love Shack and I Will Always Love You are probably, like, the best in terms of the entire package of, like, what we see on screen and also, like, all the people involved, but I really like the song L-O-V-E and also, like you were saying, mm-hmm. it gets ruined by the montage on top of it, but I like if you if we cut that out, I it's very good and like the scenes of Mike and Tina dancing, adorable. So uh, I pick L O V E. Adorable. Their love is like the most pure because they're the they're the best couple because they love each other unconditionally and just want the best for each other. Yeah. It's well, and uh, they had sex in the public park. My, so my one complaint with Mike and Tina in this episode is that they were one of the few people in that reveal in the beginning that were actually like supportive of Finn and Rachel and I was just like why yeah. did they choose yeah. that couple to be the ones that was supportive of Well them? it's because Tina has always been supportive of Rachel because Tina is like a big believer in like oh I know what love is so like if you say you feel love Rachel then like go for it like I had sex with Mike and it was great and like you should have sex with Finn and here let me give you more details about having sex with Mike again because that's my experience and I want to talk about it Okay, listen. Um, I if if I got to have sex with Mike, I would want to brag about it also. Uh, yeah, honestly, same. me too. I feel like Tina is a very reasonable person, like incredibly relatable. No, I'm just I'm saying that she is uh, their standard. But yeah, yeah, I no, I agree with Chris. Like, it's not great that anyone is supporting Finchel, especially Tina and Mike. Yeah, like, uh, I'm not about it. Mike and Tina are just too nice. I think that's really what it is, is that they're just yeah. kind of, they don't want to be mean and they don't want to hurt their feelings. And so they're just kind of like, you know what? Yeah, everyone seems pretty bummed about this. So we're just going to get on board, even if it's a bad idea. Well, and I'm, I think they both know that Rachel is going to be insufferable <laughs> if everyone is oh my God. like against her no proposed wedding also. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Um, how dare you all don't support me and Finn. None of you are invited to my wedding. <laughs> no one would show up, Rachel. Anyway, um, let's move to the last piece of podcast business, the rating. So we use slushies. The slushie rating. Everyone here is familiar, but just so the audience knows, uh, we slushy the episode of Glee, just like the bullies in Glee slushy their targets, namely the Glee Club. And it feels real good sometimes because Glee deserves it. And... I this is the only bullying I can get behind, you know. Um, anyway, <laughs> Fa- 
hypothetical bullying to a non-sentient television show. Yes. So it's five. It's out of five slushies. Um, we go half slushies. Sometimes we get real crazy with it. Chris, what are you feeling for this episode? Uh, it wasn't my favorite episode. Some of the songs redeemed it, but I'm probably going to have to do like three slushies out of five. Okay. Yeah. I mean, th- yeah, there's... Uh, do you want to... I mean, is there anything else? Like, is some of the songs redeemed it a little bit, but like, were there any plots like... that were heinous for you? <laughs> um, hey, or what's the principal's name? Figgins. I really hated him in this episode. Yeah really hated the little screen time will got in this episode um <laughs> i really hated the whole karofsky thing because my big thing with the karofsky thing was he like professed his love for kurt but then what did he expect to just have this secret relationship with kurt because karofsky had not like he probably hadn't come out yet did he just want like i didn't really understand that whole thing so i don't i didn't think this episode was as well put together as it could have been <laughs> okay uh, yeah yes <laughs> But that's, God, that's a common complaint for Glee, isn't it? <laughs> uh, Devin, how about you? Shame. What, what was your rating? Uh, I'm also going to give it three slushies out of five. Um, I hate the way Will says love. That's like a full slushie <laughs> right there. Um, I I absolutely hate, like, everything with the God Squad is just annoying. Fuck the Glee Project for bringing us Rory and White Dread Sky. <laughs> I'm over it. Um... <laughs> Like all of that sucks, uh, but well, they we they did... never did the Glee project again because they could tell it was a huge mistake. They could tell that they really fucked up and brought us um just sort of heinous characters that no one wanted. Uh, anyway, <laughs> more importantly, though, there were some really good numbers, so it only gets three slushies, three out of five. Okay. All right. Uh, I'm next. I, I'm i going to go for 3.5 out of 5, um, mostly because, I don't know, I'm fucking over the heteros, and I wish this episode had been a lot gayer than it, than it was. Like, listen, the Blaine was in part of the episode, so they can't use the excuse that they, like, didn't have Blaine around. They, there could have been more Blaine, more Blaine, more Kurt, more Britanna, instead of, like, Santana just being angry at people. Let's see her actually interacting with Brittany and, like, being cute. Damn. God. Well, you um, know how Blaine likes to be dramatic, yeah. Maggie. He, would, he wouldn't just He be, had to make an entrance. He wouldn't, make a, he wouldn't make a, like, you know, a plebeian entrance of just being there. And I want to I wanna say that I think the Karofsky stuff really doesn't make sense. Chris, you're right. And it's because Karofsky was, like, compelled by Blaine to do this. Um, yeah. To make Kurt's life worse during Valentine's Day. Are we Day. still on that? Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> For my rating, y'all are a bunch of cranky old people. I'm giving this one and a half slushies out of five <laughs> because oh. this episode is fun. Come on. It is it is very fun. The 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 berries making their appearance for the first time, extremely fun. Yes. The like the God Squad stuff, stupid, but still kind of fun. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and like so, it's not too moralizing. Like it's it's, it's, it's so, dumb and it's very yeah. like reiteratory of things I've already heard, exactly. I feel, but like Well, that's the thing. It's 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 very like self-affirming. Like liberal, 
like like liberal arguments <laughs> liberal jerk off <laughs> so yeah like, yeah i don't know i just in general i i was especially i think part of it is that rachel's dads were in this episode and one of rachel's dads is jeff goldblum so i give this episode a lot more leniency because it's just like mm. come on you got jeff goldblum to do this like how much money did you have to pay him I'm- like, honestly i'm always surprised by like the stars <laughs> that glee can pull in yeah. jeff goldblum like wow yeah but he's a movie star um he's the fly yeah but so i mean i i completely understand where all of you are coming from you make very good points i i think part of it for me is that like like devin was saying if love shack is the best that glee is ever gonna do then we are in for some real serious trouble coming in the future and i'm just gonna hold on to Eh. as much good stuff as i can like yeah the the party at the sugar shack is perfect i'm not sure they could have done it better except if they had taken out the finn dancing in the ice swans yeah no if that just wasn't there uh, yeah and if they hadn't like introduced it as this couple's only party like, I thought that was pretty... I don't know. I didn't like that. I mean, it fits with Sugar, though. She's... Sugar, yeah, it felt, sh- it felt in character for Sugar. Sugar Sugar should have just said, it's date mandatory for me. Uh, somebody has that's to true, take cause me. Because that's, that's obviously what she meant. She was like, it's Valentine's Day, and y'all can only all come to this party if uh, some people fight over me. Okay, great. Uh, <laughs> if some people fight over me, here, I, I'm just going to put this stack of cash on the floor, uh, and I, I just want to watch some people fight to the death for it. Okay. Oh, God. Yeah. She... I love I sugar. do actually really like Sugar. I think when I first Sh- watched it... Yeah, Sugar's my honorary star for this. Uh, she, I'm giving her an honorary star. Yeah, I think when I first watched it, like, I really hated Sugar because the show paints her... How dare well, you? the show paints her as such a, like, <laughs> ridiculous person. But, like, this, like on this rewatch, like, it's so good. Like, she is, she is like, a yeah, light in the I, I... darkness of this show. So... I think maybe it's, like, you've... you've you're grown older wiser you realize that people can just be fun and hating teen girls who has the energy for it let's love them all (laughs) well i don't love all of them let's not let's not do that because like Mm -hmm. rachel Mm -hmm. rachel's still tying herself to no i love rachel rachel i love rachel let me just go on record in this episode that I am guesting on, that I'm 100% on Maggie's side, Rachel Berry is the best. <laughs> I just... Thank you. Yay! Ugh. I mean, it's fine. I just... I just her, her. Sam, her elaborate nighttime ritual. Just, that is can really you, good. Can you visualize no, that's it? that's true. You're right. It's just... <laughs> the, the Joan Ca- Crawford ice I bath. Just, I'm so disappointed in Rachel. I think that's what it really is. Like, mm. I expect better from Rachel because she should know how valuable like her talents it's are it's the heteronormative brainwashing yeah. sam it's the heteronormative brainwashing that's that's the thing yeah. that is pushing her towards yeah. Finn. well on the plus side i can still hate teen boys and that's real easy to do you can let's do that um that's the whole thing though so what is the next episode what's the name yeah. of it you've been sort of hinting that it's terrible yeah. well, what is it so next week you don't get much from the name so we'll have some mystique around that i guess but it's uh season three episode 14 on my way uh yeah mm. is this the is this sectionals um let's see yes i think so yep okay yeah, so, um, I mean, it's just, it's going to be not not great. I'm excited. I feel, 
I'm feeling good about it uh, because I don't remember what happens, and I don't want you ruining it for me with this negative attitude. Jesus, okay. I just read. Oh, no. I just, <laughs> I just read the like full description. This is a real bad no. episode. Anyway, that's next week. This episode no. made one of my friends hate my favorite song. Like I tried to get her to like this song that is one of like my favorite songs. Like I can't, I can't listen to that song. It makes me think of this episode of Glee, and I just can't. And I'm just like. Oh my no, gosh, Glee. That's so sad. Yeah. But um let's see. So we have Glee is poison. Yeah. So we have a couple guests today, so we'll let let's kind of just go through for Sam Meg Hate Glee, we have Twitter. You can reach us at SNM Hate Glee. You can also get us on email, SNM Hate Glee at gmail.com. We love hearing from you. Um all that shit is great. Um uh, f- check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash SNM You can also search ha- Sam and Maggie Hakley on like the Patreon app or website and you should be able to find us. Yes. That, that's yeah, it. And that's the You can thing. also find Maggie and her art and her stuff at mcar.biz as well as finding her on Instagram, mcar.jpeg, J-P-E-G. Now, guests. D- Devin, do you think you can... Uh introduce all out brawl do do you have the the skills oh i don't (laughs) i don't know um i mean okay listen here we go uh i mean all out brawl is a podcast that sam and chris do together and it's about magic the gathering that's yeah that's you got it right on one that's great um and you can also find chris on twitch he streams um a lot of nights of the week and he plays a lot of nintendo switch games and so if you're into that it's twitch.tv slash retoto r-e-t-t-o-t-o uh devon makes music you can buy their album at search black radish on Bandcamp. awesome there you go. Doing that right now. Do we? Hey, yeah. do we have anything I mean, else? Li- okay, listen. The audio quality on this album could be better. <laughs> don't has... don't neg yourself. It's it's, a, it's the songs it's, are good. It's punk. Okay, so just keep that in mind. Is there anything else that anyone else wants to plug right now? <laughs> Among the four no. of us. Okay. F- final final call, or Sam will turn this car around. Oh my god. <laughs> Speaking of. That has been our whole thing. Let's start with Chris, <laughs> yes. I guess, because it gets confusing if we don't do the guests first, is what we found the last time we had a guest. So it's, it's <laughs> Yes, it's true. What am I doing? Who have you been? You're saying your name. Oh, I'm Chris. I've been Devin. I've been Sam. And I'm Maggie. And we all hate Glee. Yeah, we From do. the top, it's everyone. True. <laughs> 